It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. Good morning. It's a beautiful Monday morning here in Colorado, and this is our Daily Thunder broadcast from, uh, <laughs> from quarantine. Uh, we're still in the Ludi house for my episodes, and it's been fun uh, and unique, I know, for all of us uh, the world over. And uh, this is a, a unique message for me in the midst of this unique season, and it's called When Fear is Hip. It's something that uh, has been stirring inside of me for this entire while as we've been going through the uh, coronavirus season. And I'm going to see if I can articulate something because it's it's been a, a unique wrestling match for me as a man, as a leader, uh, to know how to navigate through this time and rightly place each of my steps so that my ankles are strong and I'm firm in my modeling of Christ in this hour. Uh, because, you know, the title itself sort of gives something away, and that is when fear is hip. In the kingdom of heaven, fear is not even allowed. It's not even to be a part of our life. We should not have the, the stink of it on our garment at all. And yet right now, if I was going to say it, it might sound strange, but I would say in our culture, for the first time in my life, and I've said this to Leslie more than a few times, for the first time in my life, I see that it's actually cool and hip to be fearful and anxious. Now, I'm not saying that it it hasn't always been subtly there, like for the anxious businessman who's worrying over his finances and things like that. That means he's doing a good job. And so it's always been there, but now it is actually cool and hip to be fearful. And if you're not fearful, you're part of the problem. Now, where that causes a problem for me personally is I have spent years dealing with fear in my life, and I've brought it to Jesus Christ, and he has delivered me from fear. I used to have a low-level anxiety that was constantly in my life over finances and circumstances, and I have been so radically impacted by the gospel of Jesus that I don't have the same fear that I used to have. I don't have the same anxiety. I don't have the same fretting over what's taking place around me. So when this uh, emerges onto the scene, my, my natural instinct now, I shouldn't even say natural, my supernatural instinct right now is to repel it, is to laugh at it, is to hold it in contempt. The problem is <laughs> that doesn't work in our culture right now. Eric, uh, why, why aren't you fearful? Uh, Eric, we're concerned about you. You're not going to be benefiting the public good if you're not fearful. And yet, my understanding of Christianity would show that my fearlessness is actually the best gift I can give to the world around me. And so do you see the tension that is being created for Eric Ludi? I have gone through such extreme things in my life and in and through our ministry that make this COVID-19 situation look so pathetically small that it makes it hard for me to know how to respond, not just internally, because I, I know how to respond internally, but externally for your sake, for those around me? How can I benefit others? Because that's truly my end goal is to showcase Jesus and to help others. And so, I mean, is me being fearful helpful to others right now? So the strange season in which we live, where anxiety is a sign of health, fear is a sign of wisdom, and fretting is a sign of care for the public health. 
And if you don't have that anxiety, that fear, and that fretting, then you're actually part of the problem because you're too cavalier about it. You're going to go out and spread this disease. And I get that. Okay, I can get into the mind of it. But what's interesting is it's like, it's like if you don't have this obvious show of fear, then something's wrong. So this came to the surface yesterday for me when I was going to the store to grab some stuff for our family. And uh, in, in Colorado, there has been a request that we would wear face masks or uh, whatever those, I, I think that's the proper term for it. And I mean, that, that's the last thing you're ever gonna see me wear unless I'm around some noxious uh, type of fumes or, or things. I mean, I do have a face mask for when I paint with certain types of paints or stain with certain kinds of stains. And, uh, but you know, the likelihood of me wearing something like that under the public is just like, you know, one in a million. And so Leslie was like, are you gonna wear a face mask? And I said, I'm in a bind right now because I represent something in our culture. I represent a man of God. And as a man of God, what if the church sees me and they see me wearing a face mask? You know, are they going to think I'm fearful? Are they going to think I'm, uh, I'm anxious about this, that I'm concerned about catching something? At the same time, what about all the others that are concerned about themselves because I'm not wearing a face mask? Am I going to trip them? You, you see this tension that I'm in because I want to love others. At the same time, I want to love the church by showing a model of how a Christian should live in such a time as this. So, what does that look like? Does that mean I wear a face mask? Does that mean I don't? I mean, what, what is this? Because both sides seem to contradict each other. So uh, I want to model a man of God's response. I want to model the kingdom of heaven. I want to show love. I want to showcase Jesus. That's my little short list there. So what does that look like today? And here's what I what I said to Leslie. I'd say, I said, today, as of whatever day yesterday was, uh, I feel that that would mean I don't wear a face mask to the store right now. However, tomorrow, that might be a different answer. If it was mandated that I wear a face mask, I would wear a face mask in a heartbeat. I am not going to argue with governmental laws. However, a suggestion is very difficult for me to deal with right now. And so as a result, I'm in this dilemma, and I don't know if any of you are in that same dilemma, but my reason for not wearing a face mask is not rebellion. It's a desire to showcase what's inside of me. I do not fear this thing and I do not cower before it. I mock it. I hold it in contempt. But at the same time, I want to show love to others around me that are concerned about this. And they're concerned about Eric catching it because then I become a delivery boy for it. And so as a result, there's this unique tension. So there's three things I want to bring up very quickly. One is called civil disobedience, and it is a very real thing in Scripture. In other words, we, I'm going to cover the, the fact of being civilly obedient too, but civil disobedience is something that most men of God and women of God have gone through throughout the ages, and that is when something is required of them that violates their conscience and what God has asked them to do. And when that happens, you just you have to say no. And so we see this in Acts 4, 18 through 19, when Peter and John are asked by the, uh, the teachers of the law, which Peter and John are commanded in scripture to submit to. However, what they are being asked to do violates what God has asked them to do, which then trumps the voice of the teachers of the law. And when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. And they went on preaching in the name of Jesus. It's an amazing statement. In other words, there seems to be this certain sector in our life where what government asks of us, we must say no to it and we must do the opposite 
because we are servants of God. And in so doing, we are still showing love unto God and love unto others because if we did kowtow in that situation, we would be putting a blanket over the revelation of God in this world. And so there are situations where it is appropriate and right to be civilly disobedient. The next word is submission. So civil disobedience and submission are two very different things. You see, this is the normal state of affairs. Most of the things that government asks of us are not asking us to violate our conscience. Like for instance, if I was commanded to wear a face mask, oh, I might not like it. It might be uncomfortable. It might be strange, but I would do it because my position as a Christian is to submit to governing authorities. As it says in Romans 13, 1 through 2, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. So for a Christian, we have to be have wisdom and have love, this, this intermixing of saying, okay, how do I handle this situation? We first started this and churches were being asked basically to close, okay? That's not really what was being requested, but we had a meeting and I, I said this, I, are, are we dealing with an issue of conscience? Are we dealing with an issue of submission? What, what are we dealing with here? And we concluded that what we were being asked to do was not violating our conscience, even though it comes close to when we ask the, the Church of Jesus Christ to stop gathering, <laughs> it's a unique tension. And so as, a, as leadership, we landed there, but we still asked the question. It's like, are, how are we supposed to, as Christians, respond to this situation? And the third dimension that we're dealing with is love. Because with love, we have to be making choices that are considering others more important than ourselves. It's not our comfort zone here. It's not the way we want it. It's the way God would have it so that others can see Christ. And so in this situation of the COVID-19 crisis, we have to make decisions with these things in light. I do not think any of us have been asked, at least in my immediate circle, to violate our conscience yet in regards to what we've been requested to do. At the same time, we must be alert and aware that when times are, and things are changing around us to hold the line in regards to the truth of Jesus Christ, that we cannot forsake our rights to be able to speak the truth of Jesus into this generation. It's a right in, that is inherent in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, it might be illegal in the world in which we live, but we will still do it because we serve the king of kings. And yet in every situation, we look to submit. And even though the governing laws and the governing authorities might run roughshod over our comfort zone, over our desires, over the things that we would want, that makes no difference. You see, we are submitted, and that is a showcasing of the same kingdom that we're wanting to declare and reveal. And how a Christian responds to governing authorities is just as important as when they stand up against those governing authorities and say, no, I cannot listen. It depends on the circumstance, and we need wisdom for that, but we also need love. Love is the chief attribute of the Christian. Listen to these scriptures, Romans 14, 21. It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. And so we are to consider those around us in the church, which is why I was in a dilemma yesterday. I want the church to know that Eric is, when I teach fearlessness and when I teach the fact that we should not give way to anxiety, I mean it. 
And so therefore wearing a face mask puts me in an awkward position. Is Eric fearful? Is he afraid of that? How do I model this with a face mask on? Especially if it's not mandated for me to. If it's just suggested, don't just suggest, command me to do it and I can wear it. But if you don't command me, now I'm in an awkward spot. 1 Corinthians 8.13, Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meet again, lest I make my brother stumble. So Paul in 1 Corinthians is going through this exact thing of liberty and law. How do I know how to balance this? I'm going to consider my brother in this situation. It's love. And that's what 1 Corinthians is all about. He's going to have the pinnacle of his argument be 1 Corinthians 13, love. You see, this is what we are all considering in this situation is how can I love my neighbor? If loving my neighbor means I stay six feet away from them, then absolutely. But if I'm commanded to stay six feet away, then I'm going to honor my government and love my neighbor by showing my honor for my government. In other words, we are going to make decisions in such a way that is going to honor our government authorities as far as they are walking within that breadth of uh, our conscience and allowing us to live within the word of God. But also we're going to love our neighbor. We're going to love our, uh, the people around us in the store. And if that means wearing a face mask, then that's where we're going to land our feet. We need to wear a face mask, not for fear, not for anxiety, but for obedience, submission, and love. And so these are all factors that are playing into this. Finally, one more scripture, 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So if we're being made perfect in love, it will not be fear that is motivating us to do any of this. It's love. We're going to love the world around us and we're going to do it well. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellersley.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellersley campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.